we started, um, we kicked off a series about angels. And I don't know what, what your thoughts is about angels. And my title is, uh, You Have a Guardian Angel. I remember I was a, a very, very small, I was very, very young. And uh, with my family, we were on, on, a, on, a, on a bikes, bicycle. And uh, my, my sister, she was in the front. I was behind her. And my mom, she was far away. And we were on a very small street. And, and I felt like my sister, she's so slow. I want to pass her by. And in that moment, when you are, for example, if you're driving a Harley Davidson, when you want to pass by someone, you always turn your head around. This is like your security move, right? But I was super young. I just tried to pass by. And in that moment, I had no clue that behind me, a huge truck was passing by as well. And I felt like a power, a, a energy or hand kicked me off the street. And I was felt beside the street in the soil. And the, the truck was passing very fast by. And my mom, she stopped and she started crying. And I said, Mom, why, why do you cry? And she said, you have no clue. You must have a guardian angel. Because I saw the whole scene from behind. And I saw that the dead truck passed you. And he will run over you. And you will be dead. And she was shaking. And this was the moment when I realized for the very first time, God must have sent the angel to protect me. And are you not glad that I'm still alive? Come on. Can you imagine? No, that's why this is my first experience with, with an angel. And, and I know a lot of people, when I ask those people, they had also some experience with angels. And um, I don't know what is your thoughts about angel. But the question is, do you have a guardian angel? People will argue with Matthew chapter 18, verse 10 and 11. They will say in that Bible verse, you can, you can see that everyone has a specific angel. Uh, see that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels, their angels, not an angel, their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. And that Bible verse says, for all the kids that are walking around this earth or for people that have uh, some challenges or handicaps, God has sent a specific angel to protect those people. Do you know what an angel is doing? Actually, angel usually in the Bible, you cannot see them. That's like invisible. But sometimes they will also come like a, like a human being, as a man with a beard. And often in the, in, the, in, in the story of Christmas, they say, don't be afraid, it's me, I'm an angel. They were like, oh, shut this angel. But often you cannot see the angel, that's why we're not shocked. But when we walk, you know what the angel does? Your angel will follow you. That means if an angel will follow you, you feel very protected. It's like a backup from behind. And I know whatever happens behind me, behind me is an angel and he's super strong. Isn't that, isn't that cool? You're surrounded by an angel. Beautiful angel. Now, even though Jesus Christ by himself, uh, he was in the, in, the, in the garden and some soldier came to capture him. And you can imagine if you are the son of God, you have all the options and they come with, with a small army. Jesus said to them, it's a very funny way, in Matthew chapter 26, verse 53, do you think I cannot call on my father? <laughs> it's a question. When you're ever in an endless situation, in a situation you see no hope, in a hopeless situation, you can say, do you think I cannot call on my father? Devil, do you think I cannot call on my father? And I will 
we at once put at my proposal more than 12 legions of angels. And one legion of angels in the Roman soldier is 6,000 soldiers. Jesus saying 12, 12 times legions mean 20, 72,000 angels. Jesus saying, I could call 72,000 angels. You see, why 72,000 angels? You have to understand, in the Old Testament, there was an army with 125,000 soldiers. But one angel came and killed everyone. An angel is super strong, but 72,000 angels means, hey, come on. Jesus is saying, it's a joke what you're doing. I can call my father, and you are in a deep problem, and that's not me. But God has allowed that, and that's why you can capture me. Isn't that crazy that Jesus can say, I can call an angel. <laughs> they move. If we cry out, thanks, good move. They will move. It's not the backup from your side. They're also very, very, very super strong. And I think the best story in the Bible to explain this message, why do you have a guardian angel? It's actually in the Old Testament with the people of God. God has appointed Moses to lead three million people out of Egypt into the promised land. My point number one is with that story is angels are our company, you. In Exodus chapter 23 verse 20, God said to Moses, see, I'm sending an angels ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. So uh, some people say, oh, cool, God has sent the angel to protect me. But check out in this Bible verse, I underlined the very important words in yellow. And the Bible says, to a place I have prepared you. With other words, the angel always is leading the way. That means I only have to be like a sheep that's it good oh good wow so check this out sometimes what ancients are doing it's weird i know but bible is saying do you are you like a sheep and god said to moses you have you just follow the angel to a place where you not have chosen i have chosen for you it means how can you be sure that you have a garden angel? You have a garden angel with your name. But God said, I will send angels in front of you. They will lead you and they will guide you. And they will protect you actually in an absolutely amazing way. Instead of, I could read now Bible verse and Bible verse and Bible verse about angels. There are more than 300 Bible verses about angels in the New Testament, in the Old Testament. And I just felt, let's, let's do it on a creative way. I asked my team to create a cartoon clip to, to give you a little bit of a background in so many stories what angels did in the New and also in the Old Testament. Have you seen an angel today? Well, maybe yes, but you didn't notice. Angels are omnipresent throughout the whole Bible, from the book of Genesis to Revelations. These mysterious agents appear out of nowhere more than 300 times, only to disappear again. Apart from the cherubs and their special position, God can also rely on an entire army of angels to support his ground crew. Angels urge Lot to hurry away from the doomed city. Come on, man, this way, come on, come on. Angels protect Daniel in the lion's den and make sure the animals can only drool. They ensure the beasts cannot open their mouth. 
Shut your mouth, lion. Angels bring messages. Mary, you will conceive and give birth to a son. Good news for the whole world. Well, almost. Joseph wasn't too pleased at first. Angels can even replace a visit to the nearest fast food joint. They feed Jesus after his 40-day fast in the desert. Dad said eat. Well, they sure can do of some cool things. So come on, let's give our team a big round of applause. Hey, we, we could go on with Bible verse and Bible verse and Bible verse, but here's the point. Um, a lot of people are saying to me, Pastor, I, I, I have a problem with angels. Because I can believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think one of the reasons why we don't have a problem with the Holy Spirit is we are taught in the church so many times about the Holy Spirit, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, about the characteristics about the Holy Spirit. But we have never taught about angels, why the angels are also very, very important. I mean, I was brought up Catholic. For me, anyhow, the Holy Spirit was actually in the beginning like a very weird thing. But when you read the Bible, there's a lot of power and energy in the power of the Holy Spirit. But when it comes to angels, it was only a thing what I experienced when I was, was a child that he protected me like a guardian angel. And when you read in, in, in that story about Moses, when God said to Moses, I will, the angel will be in front of you. For 40 years, he will lead you. He will guide you. And I want to explain to you why those things are happening. First of all, here is God, Yahweh. God has a name, Yahweh. Yahweh Yireh, Yahweh Nisi, Yahweh Rafa. God had like three million people in the desert. They were walking, wandering for 40 years in the desert. And you have to understand, this was not Switzerland when you have fall and winter. Sometimes in the summer season, that like 50 degrees of heat. That means without sunscreen and, 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 and sunblock, you will have a sunburn. But what God did, he sent like a cloud. A cloud was above the people of God and was like a shadow. They could walk in the shadow, hello. Walking in the shadow, hello, hello. It was like a shadow, right? That shadow was protecting the people of God from the sun. That's a very cool idea, like the hands of the Lord is upon us. But in the night, it was pitch dark, pitch dark, no light and nothing. And God sent like a fire. And that fire was not only like a warm, but also like, like a light. They could see in the pitch darkness where they will go. And then God is saying, from heaven, I protect and send you, but I will send in front of you an angel. This is the level from heaven but it is like on ground where you're living, angels are going in front of you. Not only that, they are surrounding you and they will protect you from all the different sides. For 40 years, you never fight your battles alone. And that's a little bit like theology in the Old Testament. What is the link about the new covenant, about the New Testament? God is still the same yesterday, today and forever, right? God has created you and me in a very, very unique way. The moment I receive Jesus Christ means heaven is coming into me. The fire of the Holy Spirit and also the anointing of the Holy Spirit dwells in me. Heaven is not somewhere here in the sky. The power of the Holy Spirit dwells in me. I am, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. And why I need an angel? Because angels are not in me. Angels is not the temples and angels are in front of me. 
They're surrounding me from all the different sides and they will protect me in my walk and in my journey. That's the difference between the Holy Spirit dwells in me, but the angels are surrounding me from all the different sides. And here is a story of a very young lady. She experienced actually a guardian angels in a very, very unique way. Yeah, like a few years ago, I was on vacation with my friends and we were on the way to the sea with the car and like the driver hasn't been driving that long and he made a little mistake, but it led to this that we got off, to, got off the road um, and the car flipped over and over and over and then we stopped flipping, laying on the top of the car um, and we got so safely out of it, like it was so crazy, it was just, just Jesus. <laughs> and like that, that, that point was so crazy, but like one year later, I received so many prophetic words from people who said, yeah, I see you like, like in, a, in a bubble and it's protecting you, it's crazy, like something is protecting you. And then Jesus said, yeah, j just look at the pictures again that were made from the accident for the insurance, thanks. <laughs> um, and then I looked and like physically, it's just logically that the window came in because like I saw that the window was coming in and like it's everywhere coming in except for the point where I was sitting and there it's like pushed to the outside. And then I just saw like spiritually that there was an angel in front of me and protecting me with his hand like that over my face. And yeah, like I'm still in the process and it's still not always easy to drive because like the fear is still a bit there. But it's just so crazy. Like Jesus showed me that I can nowhere go when no, no angel is with me. And like that, I'm safe because he's with me. Come on. Wow, it's an amazing story. I know a, a lot of people that say, you know, we always blame God when things are happening, right? But we have no clue, often angels are working in an in a area where we have no clue that they are working the way and they're protecting us from a car accident or whatever. Sometimes maybe you have, don't have a good connection with Swisscom and because you're driving your car with the GPS, you, you're driving in the wrong place and you think, oh my gosh, Swisscom has a problem. No, angels are giving Swisscom a problem because they're protecting you because you have to go the wrong way. You're not, do you know what I mean? Very often, God can be like the red line, it's longer than usual, and you think, what's wrong with the red line? With, with, as a red, with the red light, actually not red, red light on, on, on a sign, you know? And sometimes God is doing behind the scenes more than you can ever imagine or think. The angels are not only protecting you in those moments, you say, oh my gosh, the car is still alive, but often the angels are working super hard behind the scenes and we have no clue what God is doing behind the scenes. That's why I think when you're going to heaven and we will say glory, glory means, oh my gosh, you protected me there. Oh my gosh, you protected me there. Oh, I had no clue. You have been all over in my life and had no clue. That's why angels are surrounding us from all the sides. Let's give God for that fact a big round of applause. So my point number two, and we're going on in the story of Moses. The angel was leading their way, and I, I was really surprised because the fire and the, the cloud, I knew it, but the angel for 40 years was leading their ways. Point number two, angels are protect you, they're protecting you. Psalm 
91 verse 11 and 12, and that's the Rolls Royce of all the Bible verses for angels. So I want to bring you the Rolls Royce or Ferrari or Lam Lamborghinis, not Fiat. For he will command his angels concerning to you, God, you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So that's the Bible verse where a lot of preachers teach that when you believe in God, when you obedience to God, nothing will happen to you going from level to level, from blessing to blessing, from money to money, from plane to plane, from galaxy to galaxy. When you hear preaching like that, don't believe it. Don't believe it because that's not the Bible. The Bible is a book of people that are walking with God in good seasons and in bad seasons. But in good seasons, they believe in God. In a bad season, they still stick and believe in God. Amen? The Bible is not a fairy tale book where everything going very well. Now say, oh, Pastor Lee, oh, this is an amazing Bible verse. Now comes the but. You know the but, the but. You know some people, they had an accident and they say, but, but that's not so true. I thought like God is sending some angels to protect me. What is the meaning of that Bible verse? Let's go back to Moses to understand that Bible verse. In Exodus chapter 23, verse 23, A, A means just the beginning. I want to read you the beginning of that Bible verse. My angel will go ahead of you. That's the angel. Thanks for leading the way. Woo. And bring you into the land of the. What is the the? <laughs> the the means Often when we think the angel is leading me, it's the picture we have, oh, I am single. And the angel is leading me to a single man. I bump and say, oh my gosh, I have not seen you around. Oh, we fit together and then you married. Or people think, oh, I have no clue. What is my next job? The angel is leading me to a specific company. I bump into the buildings. Oh my gosh, I will be the new president. Or... You have no clue where should I live? And the angel is leading the way to Zurich, downtown Zurich, to a place and say, boom, here is your apartment and here are the keys. Often when we read the Bible and they think the angel is leading you, that means the promised land. The angel was leading the people of God into the promised land. Angels will lead you always into the blessing zone. There is a blessing zone in your life. But the question is, how do you get into the blessing zone? Now check out this Bible verse, the whole context. Now comes a shocking moment. My angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites. This is the enemy number one. Hittites, oh my gosh, an enemy again. The Parasites, oh my gosh, enemies. The Canaanites, oh my gosh, the enemies. The Hevites, oh my good, the enemies. The Jebusites, oh my gosh, the enemies. Five enemies. The angel of God led the people of God into a problem. And that is what we don't like to hear. And, oh, I'm so sorry, just read the Bible. But this was the only way into the promised land. And often the only way that God brings out the best in you and me, we bump into a situation where I say, oh my gosh, that's a dead end street. I have no clue how in the world I get out of here. The angel is knowing what he's doing. He's leading the way of God in your life. And when you bump into something, God will bring out the glory in you. 
Just think for a moment about certain people in the Bible. Joseph, he was for 13 years in the prison. He was not alone in the prison because there was a lady and she was very, very thirsty for sex. And Joseph was super young. And Joseph could say, oh, I'm far away from home. I'm super young. I'm fresh. I'm wild. Noble will see it. And everyone does it anyhow. Let's have a quick boom shakala sex together. What's the flipping problem? Huh? That is how our culture thinks. But not Joseph. Joseph believed in the Bible. He ran away like Forrest Gump. Because of running away like Forrest Gump, you know what was the benefit? Prison for 13 years. Joseph said, oh my gosh, I was obedient. I said no to sex before marriage. And the blessing of God is 13 years in the prison. Oh yeah. And sometimes it can be that the angel of God leads you in a situation where you don't understand why in the world is God doing what he's doing. You know what happened in 13 years in the prison? Joseph gets super humble. Because in the beginning he said, Oh, I'm Joseph! Come on, I'm a superman! But in the prison, Joseph said, Yes, I am a man of God. And I want to do the will of God. And God let him out from the prison. He became number two in whole Egypt. He became a blessing, a cornerstone for the people of God. Think about David. He faced Goliath. Think about Daniel in the lion's tent. The angels were with Daniel in the lion's tent. And he protected him in a very, very unique way. About Paul, he was in a boat. He had a shipwreck. And Paul had to swim on the shore. He had to swim by himself. And when he came out of the shore, a snake bit him. And the people said, oh my gosh, something is different with Paul. And two-thirds of the Bible, Paul wrote in the New Testament. And he planted some churches. He came out stronger than he entered his actually pit season. Think about Jesus Christ, the best example. He was hanging on the cross, surrounded by angels. God led him straight to the cross. And we know when he was hanging on the cross, the devil thought, yes, I have him. His mission is over. But when Jesus died three days later, he rose from the dead. And Jesus was asked the question, Dad, where is your energy? Where is your power? Hell. What's wrong with you? You don't have the power. You don't have the energy. The kingdom of God is always stronger than the power of the enemy. And all the story that we read in the Bible became a winning story when the angel of God leads you in a very unique, ugly situation. It's not that God wants to kill you. He brings something out of you that you have no clue that is in you the glory of God. You say, Pastor Leo, it sounds amazing because you think uh, growth happens like uh, levels. Here's a picture going from glory to glory, from level to level. Yeah, that's, that's right. But do you know that often we're facing a challenge, we bump into something. And when we bump into something, it's like a challenge. The Hedatites and all those five enemies, they were a problem. But often between the blessing zone and the zone you're right now in, it's something that God wants to bring out in us. I want to tell you a story. It's very important for you guys because often we read the Bible and there's amazing stories about revival. But right now, for us as a church, we have also a revival story. Some years ago, we, had, we were in the Mark building and I, I, I took a picture. That's my picture on the, on the right hand side that teared down the whole building, I remember. 
I took my smartphone, I made, did a picture, and I cried like a baby. I said to God, God, I don't get it. I don't understand why on the earth. Uh, because before we invested two million um, Swiss francs for the kids' rooms, and only a year later they tear it down. Because the owner said, yeah, you can stay here for five years, for 10 years, you know. When a Swiss guy makes a promise, it's a promise. But it was not a promise. After a year, they kicked us out. When you see this picture there, and now you see the Samsung hall, you say, Pastor, what's the problem? Between that picture and that picture, some years pass by. And that's always the problem. When the angel of God led the people of God to the Hittites, we just read it. And some months passed by and they had to fight the battles. And God promised the angels will carry you in that situation and nothing will harm you. Why I'm telling you this story? Because when Corona hit, a lot of churches around the world, they, were in, they had a big, big issue. For us, no problem. We know the years, we know the situation where we had no building. For us, it was no difference to many years ago. We knew what it meant to be a church. We're going from building to building to building. We were ready for Corona. Corona was not ready for us. Come on, Corona was not ready for us. Because we had a camera, we were used for different settings. Setting is not a big deal for us because we're used from the last couple of years. And God said to me, you don't need a building to build the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not a building. It's people, they believe that the finest hour of the local church is not over. This is what we believe. And we never walked alone because angels were always with us. I, I read an amazing um, quote. A good doctor will keep you out of the hospital, right? That's the job of a doctor. A good lawyer will keep you out of the jail. But a good church will keep you out of hell. And our job is to bring people out from hell into the glory of God. And this is our job. I want to close with one thought why angels are so important. Now we are in the Samsung Hall, this beautiful building. Why am I mentioning this beautiful building? Because there is a story. When we built that building, a team, some families, they lay in the ground, the Bible verse. They, did, they, they dedicated the whole building to God and said, that's it's not just a building. Doesn't matter if the name is Samsung Hall or Nespresso, doesn't matter. This building is dedicated to God Almighty. And from Monday to Saturday, some bands are coming in. When you see it, so sometimes very heavy bands coming in. And some people ask me, how in the world can you allow, like Marilyn Manson, to come into your building and doing the show? How in the world can that be that you invite demons into your building? I said, no, no, you don't understand. It's not demons coming in. In that building, angels already in the house. When we come together on a Sunday, when we do praise and worship, we don't drink a coffee, we are on time. Because our job is to bring angels down in that building. And when the last celebration is over, we walk home. We walk home, but the angels still remain in the building.
And the job of the angel is from Monday to Saturday when a band walks in, they're coming to the house of God saying, oh my gosh, this building is different. We have no clue. The angels are here. You cannot see the angels, but they are in the building. And my dream is that our anointing on a Sunday is so strong when we praise Jesus that angels are coming down, that when Marilyn Manson is on this stage here in my Samsung Hall, the place where I preach, He's doing the show. He sweats so much. And then he sleeps. And Mary Manson falls down on the knees. And he's saying, oh my gosh. Hey, in this roof is a hole. I see a gateway. I see a ladder is coming down from heaven. And angels are going up and down and up and down and up and down. I had not seen that. What's wrong with this building? And upon the top of the ladder, there is God standing. And Mary Manson will say on the knees, in this building, on this stage, Oh, that's the house of the Lord. This is baffle. Flip. And he goes on the knees and receives Jesus Christ. If this is not happening, what is wrong with you guys? What's wrong with me? How do we worship? We just sing Kumbaya, my Lord, going out, drink a coffee, eat some international foods, going home. Hey, that's not church. That's not what I believe when I read the Word of God. When people walking into your apartment, people are falling on the ground, say, oh my gosh, your apartment is different. I see the gateway of heaven is open. And while they're walking into your building, they receiving Jesus Christ. If this is not happening, what's wrong with your apartment? What's wrong with your angels? Your angels sucks. Your angels are lame. When I study the Bible and when I read those stories, they are different than to my stories. And that cannot be. And I really believe from the bottom of my heart, I speak it to myself, I don't speak to you. I need a revelation about angels. I have a revelation about all the spirit, but angels are for me spooky, weird, but they are reality. And when we are closing our last church celebration tonight, it doesn't matter who walks into this building, it doesn't matter how many demons this band has, the demons cannot walk in this building because garden angels are protecting this building. Why I'm saying this to you guys, Five years ago, when we had the opening of this building, God gave me a, a picture of this church, what this building is all about. He said, this will be like a lighthouse. People from all over the world will watch and see what you're doing. So the first three years, people came from Switzerland. I said, God, Switzerland is not international. Switzerland is rich, but not international, right? You agree? That's why you're here. You love Switzerland. You have to love Switzerland because of the chocolate. Sometimes when God gives you a word, and sometimes it doesn't relate to the place where you're right now at, right? Now then Corona came. And I don't have a problem with Corona. Because Corona was the biggest blessing booster in our church ever. Because of the very first Sunday when we broadcasted our service, the hour of prayer, everything what we did, 
right now we're reaching really the whole entire world with online but we have never we were never able to do it before and all of a sudden this building this church becomes a lighthouse to the whole entire world but what happens the angel of the Lord led us to a place where our building was torn down to a place where I cried and said God we don't have a building anymore and the angel said, yeah, this is the story of the people of God. Before the promised land, there are some fights. But in that fight, you never fight alone. And if you're coming out of that fight, you are stronger than ever. God knows the level we are able to handle. I want to close with Psalm 91, verse 11 and 12. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you all in your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. It's the Ferrari of all angel Bible verses. So when you do Bible studies, here is a very important key. Read what is before the text, in the text, and after the text. Only three verses later, in verse 15, He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. God is saying, my angels will leading you, but sometimes he leads you to a trouble situation. And when we cry out to the Lord Almighty, God will answer. And you come stronger out of the season than you entered that season. Amen. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye